0: Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a Private Practice Recap Podcast. I'm Sam, Melissa is off being a star. <laughs> on today's episode, we will be chatting all about Pirate Practice Season Four, Episode One. Episode One, Take Two was written by Craig Turk and Steve Blackman and directed by one of our personal BHAB favorites, Mark Taker. It aired on September 23rd, 2010. Enjoy! Today, we have a very special guest host on the pod. Please welcome Margot, our Amelia Scholar. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, um, we're go. How are you? You know, life. <laughs> That's how I am. <laughs> living, living. So I sent all of our guest hosts this little get to know you section that we also did for Melissa and Jackson and I did our in our first episode. So... Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so I'm Margot. Uh, some of y'all probably know me from uh, like the on-call room community, stuff like that. Any of y'all, mm-hmm. you know, real ones, understand. Um, but we, I'm- We have uh, to tell,
0: um, I, I think Brie listens to us all the time. We have to tell Abby so to listen to So true.
1: Too. So true. Gotta let them hear our little ramblings. Yes. Um, so I'm a full-time student. Um on break right now, but I'm studying psychology and social work and working towards a career, hopefully, in, like, clinical psychology, psychology counseling, stuff like that, that kind of field, so... I kind of like private practice for some reasons because they actually uh, talk about therapy sometimes. Yeah, so, and sometimes, sometimes,
0: all the time. So, well, sometimes they actually do it correctly, which is nice. Sometimes
1: they do it well, and in
0: this episode, uh, I'm gonna have some Sheldon. good thoughts to yeah. say about Sheldon. So, <laughs>
1: Very
0: excited. getting ahead of myself. But when Sheldon goes, "I'm good at my job," I was like, I "Yes, was like, yes,
1: you are, King." We've been saying yes. this.
0: We've been He's saying great. it. <laughs> So how did you come to the Grey's private practice universe? Like, what made you become interested in it?
1: Yeah, so, gosh, I don't even remember when it happened. But somebody, I think, offhanded had been talking about it back in, like, I don't know, maybe 7th or 8th grade. So, like, very much too young to be watching Grey's Anatomy. I started in 5th grade. Yeah, I know. Exactly. (laughs) They were talking about it then. uh, And we're talking. I was just like, this sounds kind of... Mm, kind of interesting i was like this sounds kind of fun so i uh i didn't have i don't i don't know if my parents had a netflix account or anything uh, or if we had anything but my friend had a netflix account so i uh used her netflix sorry netflix sorry uh netflix <laughs> your, on your bad side uh please forgive me yeah. netflix overlords you don't do it um, anymore
0: you uh, I don't now have your own I, account they don't need. we to have take the you family off. account
1: with separate profiles it's fine yeah you know but, uh, I just flew through it. Like I have never flown through. I mean, now I flew, I fly through shows even faster, yeah. but that's, a, that's a whole different story. Um, yeah. And I just like flew through it. And I think the last season that was on there at the time was like season 11, because season 12 was like still finishing up, like mm-hmm. airing live or something. So, uh, Maybe I don't, I don't even know if my timing was right, but I know the first season that I proper watched live was season 13, which I have a lot of feelings about that season that like some, it's interesting. Um, I have many thoughts, but yeah, that's the first season I watched live. Um, but while I was waiting for like that to start again, I have binge private practice, which goes even faster because it's so short yeah. in comparison. It, I flew through that in like maybe a month. It was, it was so quick. Um, and I remember just not being satisfied with how short season six was because I just wanted, I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted it to be like a more satisfying ending, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, and then I kind of flew further into the Shondaland, um spiral, started watching Station 19 when it started airing, um, watched How to Get Away With Murder at some point. Um, the only season I watched live was se- the the last one, season six, mm-hmm. but
0: I did love How to Get Away With Murder. Did you watch Scandal?
1: No, uh, I have not watched Scandal. That is one that I have not gotten to. I've wanted to, but it just never, it never kept me. Yeah. But I've been thinking about it because there's so many, I mean, so many good people in it.
0: And I feel like, because you really like Killing Eve, and it has a little bit of the same spy feel. Really like Killing
1: Eve, or uh, permanently... Have it
0: tattooed on your body.
1: (laughs) Permanently scarred by Killing Eve. (laughs) Because the girls, they get to get it. Like, hmm. Mm.
0: <laughs> Did you ever watch any of the, uh, I don't want to say lesser known ones, but shorter running ones, like for the people or the catch or off the map?
1: I think I watched like an episode or two of For the People, but it also just like didn't keep me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really like hold on to it but
0: I loved off the map I was so sad that it was so short I heard about it I don't know if there's anywhere to like no there, it, there's though. not there's not it was about doctors without Bo- doctors without Bar- doctors <laughs> without doctors <laughs> without borders and yeah. uh, it had Meryl Streep's daughter in it that's what I remember I, but I didn't I didn't know she was Meryl Streep's daughter and then I was like this person looks really familiar and then I looked her up and I was like oh genetics oh
1: okay yeah
0: interesting (laughs) no never watched
1: it but if I ever find it somewhere then I'll probably give it a little little I
0: I did I googled it a couple weeks ago just to see because I would like to see what it's like now and um it's not streamable which is a bummer so sad yeah do you have a favorite Shondaland character? I think I know the no. answer.
1: We all know the answer to that because, um, like, you know, a couple episodes back, uh, my myself, I made a little cutesy little appearance to talk about Miss Amelia Frances Shepherd, full name, because. Love that woman to death. Yeah. Um, but I have some other favorites from some other shows. Uh including uh, a miss Charlotte King. Mm-hmm. I do adore Charlotte with my entire being. Um Victoria Hughes from Station 19. Oh yeah. I love her. I mean Barrett Doss, Broadway Queen. Um, we love our Broadway babies. Um, and Laurel from How to Get Away with Murder. Oh yeah. I love her. Polarizing Take. I love her. A lot of people really hate her. Um, but I guess I like to be different. I don't know. No, I like her. People really really hate her though on the internet.
0: It's I feel like most of the characters in How to Get Away with Murder are um like inherently unlikable. Y-
1: um yeah, cuz yeah. Annalise doesn't know doesn't owe anything to those kids. Honestly, they ruined <laughs> her life. So
0: honestly, she should have just left them and been like, bye. So I know, but what else are you reading or watching right now?
1: Um, always watching things (laughs) because, you
0: know, can't, can't not. Um,
1: I've been watching season two of Hacks because I love that show. If you've never seen it, it's on HBO Max. It's so great. Also been binging ER, uh, cause I love medical dramas. Yeah. I love procedurals. Um, I, so I had stopped after the end of season eight to take like a full on break from it because uh, the ending of season eight, well, the second to last episode of season eight is one of the most heartbreaking episodes of television I have
0: ever seen in my life. And you've watched all of Ray's Anatomy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't make television like ER anymore. They don't. They simply do not because it's literally like soul shattering. Like I was sobbing sitting here on my couch watching the second to last episode of season eight of VR. And then the finale happens and I couldn't even pay attention the entire time because I was just, I was sad. I was real sad. So I took a little break to start watching, um, the good wife, mm-hmm. uh, another little procedural moment because also I'm obsessed with Juliana Margulies. So I'm just like kind of watching through her stuff, but also there's a lot of really good people in it. Um, Matt Zuckery, who was in Gilmore girls, mm-hmm. um,
0: I'm still team Jess, but like, I can appreciate it. I did not like his character. In
1: <laughs> oh, I, I hate Logan Huntsberger with a fiery passion. Yeah, but that's a rant for another day. And he's also in The Resident, which is another medical show that I absolutely adore. Yeah. I love The Resident so much. It's so good. But yeah, I've been watching The Good Wife and I kind of started season nine of ER. It's already not hitting the same, but it's fine. Season nine's rough, but it's fine.
0: You've been making me want to, watch er i've seen you need to i know you
1: absolutely need to watch er
0: if not just the first eight seasons
1: you need to watch er how many are there (laughs) there's 15 total
0: um it's nothing
1: yeah right that's nothing and they're the episodes just like fly and it's so good it's based in chicago so like it's like familiar to me it's like it's excellent it's excellent television Fifteen is nothing. I just know that you're gonna love ER if you start watching it. I just know that some of these characters are gonna be your best days, and it's it's gonna hit. Yeah, it's oh my god. I'm just thinking, oh god, the second to last episode of season six is one of the best episodes of television I have ever watched. Six or anyone eight? anyone who's watched six, eight is the one that destroyed me. But wow. season six the second to last ep- they, they do a lot of things in the second to last episodes of seasons of course um, but the one in season six anyone who's seen er they understand they
0: <sighs> my god my soul my I was, soul i feel like that's not like niche obviously because it's a very popular television show but if you want to yeah. get in touch with margo about talking about er let us know and we'll connect you <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because um, I don't know a ton of people who watch ER, except for the people who like made me watch it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then like my dad, he used to watch it like when it was like coming yeah. out, because like he used to live like in Chicago. So like people that like lived in Chicago, and then like when it was coming out, it was like a huge thing because it's like this major, massive show that was based like in the city. Like nobody was doing that. Yeah, like it was, it was a thing. Um. But some friends and I visited Chicago a couple weeks ago and like we visited like some of like the filming locations mm-hmm. and stuff. So great. It was
0: so cool to just like see it in person. It was like, oh my god, that's Carol's house. Like yeah. oh, so good. I'm definitely I'm gonna start once I finish rain, but they're taking rain off of Netflix around the time that this episode will air. So hopefully I'll be done. Yeah, you just gotta I'm, yeah. I'm flying through it. I'm doing it. I'm watching it while I am working on my computer during the day. So, so true. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be able to do it. So, Oh, okay. So this next question doesn't apply to you, but wonderful. If you are a completely new or casual watcher, which you're not tell me what do, what you do know about private practice. So, you know, everything <laughs> about private practice. I've watched
1: it too many times. Yeah, so, You might, so. you
0: might even know more than me, which is saying something.
1: I, I don't know. Cause I was watching this episode and like, I there were things that I very clearly remembered that then but then there were like bits and pieces that I like did not remember at all.
0: No, same. So it's
1: been it's been a while, I think, since I've touched private practice. Cause I especially with season four, I have to be like in the right headspace to go on a binge. Yes. Like, I really do.
0: Yes. What are your other favorite podcasts?
1: A I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but this little Grace Anatomy podcast called uh, The On Call Room. I don't know. I don't know if you've wow. ever heard of it. Totally but... uh,
0: have not. Must give it a listen. Totally not how we met.
1: Yeah, right. Absolutely must listen. It's it's so great. I love my little my little Shondaland podcast. Um, I've met so many cool people from that community, and it's yeah. just like a great place to be. I love it so much. So uh, another recommendation I have, I think I told you about this, uh, was uh, Brett Goldstein, who's on Head yeah. Lasso um he has a podcast called films to be buried with that i adore to pieces um the concept is that he has a guest star on and he has to break the news to them that they've died and they have to come up with like how they died like what their heaven is like but then they recount their life through the films that they've seen like films that like made you laugh the hardest films that made you cry the hardest like what is your favorite movie you've ever seen? Or like, what is objectively the greatest film ever made? And stuff What's like a that. my movie? <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, it's just a great, great listen. And you can, And there's a lot of episodes, but you can kind of just like, it's not like a sequential podcast where you like have to like, really like listen to every episode to understand. You can kind of pick and choose like from like the guest stars that like you really want to like hear from and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And Brett himself is just, like, the sweetest man ever, and so funny. Uh, so, highly recommend. Yeah. If I had to recommend two episodes, I'd recommend the, the one with Hannah Waddingham, because first yeah. of all, Ted Lasso, she's she is incredible. Her episode actually made me cry. Um, and then Sarah Snook, who is on uh, Succession, um, highly recommend her episode, because she is so funny, and it's it's phenomenal i'm gonna
0: link those two in the show notes for our listeners
1: so true
0: you suggest this to me right before i was going on a flight and i was at first i was like yeah totally like i totally want to watch this but then i thought about it more and i was like i probably don't want to listen to a show about dying while i'm flying through the air
1: (laughs) that's fair that is fair they do somewhat talk a little bit about death sometimes so it gets a little introspective but then they get to talking about films and it's wonderful
0: yeah it's it's definitely on my list I've been reading uh really really good books lately audiobooks so my ears have been full of other things and I don't want to overload my phone
1: this is a total side note but thank you for saying I've been reading books and then specifying audiobooks because that's how I tend to read because I can't focus on paper words very well it's hard for me in my terrible attention span to be able to read. I used to be able to, but I simply cannot anymore. Um, but whenever I say that, like I read a book and then people are like, you don't have a copy of it. And I'm like, no, I listened to it. They're like, that's not, and I'm like, but it is, is. but it is, it is reading because I'm still gaining the information just in a slightly different format. Like what do you mean?
0: Yeah. I'm reading. And I don't have time to sit down and read a book, but I have time to listen to it while I'm walking my dog or while I'm doing the dishes. I'm grocery or...
1: shopping. Yeah.
0: Like I Commuting. am listening to
1: podcasts and I am absorbing so much information that way when I'm walking around the city, yeah. when I'm on the bus, when I'm uh, working a closing shift at work and I'm like cleaning the dishes. Like it's the best thing on the planet. I'm like, what do you mean I'm not reading? Yeah. That's how I read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I listen to it,
0: which. Phenomenal, phenomenal read. It's, yeah, one of my favorite books of all time. I actually, It's literally one of
1: my favorite books of all time. I now have it inked on me permanently, yes. but that audiobook narrator did yeah. such a phenomenal job, mm-hmm. like, voicing Evelyn, like, that's the voice
0: that I hear, like, with, like, the iconic quotes, like, yes. so good. Yeah, yeah. And Daisy Jones and the Six. Have you read that one yet, or no? Yes, yes, yes.
1: I am very looking forward to the Amazon series for it. Mm -hmm. But um, did you? Yeah, the the audio. I did listen to the audiobook. Yeah, unreal. When you referenced it on the pod, however many episodes ago, and you talked about a certain person on private practice that was on the audiobook. Yes. Yeah. I I remember when I listened to it the first time. I was like, "Is that who I think it is?" Uh huh. Uh huh. I literally had
0: that moment of. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> and Judy Greer is also in it, who is one yes. of my favorite actors. Like, I want to have her career. Uh, don't we all? Have you read her book? I don't think so. It's really good. It's about how- No, I think,
1: I feel like I would know if I did it, You I it's,
0: I forget what it's called, but it's all about her being like, this is what happened when I first moved to LA, and I, I think it's called What Do I Know You From? Oh, I love like, that. I, yeah. Highly I, suggest it. Because that's
1: the game I play whenever I watch any TV show, oh, yeah. or it's the phenomenon of, oh, hey, it's that guy.
0: That's um, that's exactly what I did with our our friend. Um, what's his name? Kevin Mason. Yeah. Yes. From the she says I was literally like,
1: oh, hey, it's that guy. But I could, my brain couldn't. I had to do a little. Uh, I did search too. Research.
0: I did too. Do you have anything else to promote? Um, no.
1: I mean. I don't think so. Just continue to wear your mask places, people. Uh, too many people I know are getting COVID, and yeah. it's very scary. And be safe and be nice to each other, because it's a little scary out there. A little?
0: <laughs>
1: um, I was kind of, you know, understatement of the
0: year, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. With the wear your masks, I would like to also ask you to, we are getting to, if you're in the U.S., We are getting to primary season for voting, and if you are eligible to vote, please get registered to vote. I will drop a link in the show notes to how to be registered to vote, and make sure you follow up with that. And there are really great resources if you look at your ballot and you're like, oh my, there's so many people. I don't know what to do. There are resources of voting guides, and they explain things in plain English for you
1: so true and I have another little note happy pride everyone yes June Um, this will come out in June this is out in June so happy pride everyone yes Um, you are incredible and you deserve all of the love in the world
0: yes do you have anything before we begin Besides all of that incredible information. Oh, dear listeners, I want to tell you that all of our guest hosts are going to be on more than once. So that's why we are spending so much time having you get to know them so that you're not like, who is this in my ears? Like, why Why do I care about them? Because you should... Mm-hmm. I've curated them really beautifully, and they're really all wonderful human beings and knowledgeable. Yeah, you're
1: not going to hear the end of me here, unfortunately. I'm so sorry, (laughs) but
0: you're going to hear a lot from me. So (laughs) just just beware. I have a lot of thoughts, always. I can't wait. They are on for our really important Amelia episodes. So true, because
1: who else? nobody else loves Amelia as much as I do. So I'm getting there. I got to tell you, I feel like my influence is kind of there for you. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope. Oh yeah. I mean, I've always private practice rewatch and going so in depth with it is like going to help too.
0: Yeah. Ready for our patient breakdown. We have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. We have Ryan Mason who has kidney failure, cardiomyopathy, and kidney rejection. Kendra Walker has lupus, Max Walker, suffocation, Kendra and Dave Walker, infertility, Kevin Mason, intellectual disability, Sharon, uterine scarring, and then we're going to touch on Violet and Pete's wedding. So this it sounds like a lot of people, and it is, but it really is gonna break down into our kidney storyline and our Kendra and Dave Walker storyline and then yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of miscellaneous but yes always that's fine I have so many miscellaneous notes (laughs) what is your first note
1: (laughs) so it's not even about really the episode itself but I just wrote ooh a previously on yeah it was so good I wasn't ready for a previously on private practice I was like ooh okay they're really just reminding you how depressing the end of last season was. Ugh. Like, Nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. It makes me remember that it's the first episode of season four and that we would have gone two or three months without anything. So we need a yeah. reminder. That's, yeah.
1: And I was like, oh, I can just watch this whenever I want. So I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, My first proper note was about... <laughs> <laughs> this, The choice yeah. that they made of this opening montage,
0: uh, it, uh, just what a choice. Yeah, my, uh, wow. mine is similar. It says, why is it like a comic book? Because that's what it reminds me of, of like the different squares and the... Yeah. I would love to know what was behind that um get inside
1: someone's head about that because I remember watching it for the first time and I was like is there like is my Netflix buffering (laughs) because of the way that it's shot it literally feels like it's like there should be like a spinny wheel like it's like loading wrong or something I was like from from a cinematography standpoint there was a, a choices were made
0: and I just usually I have a really good theory of why things are like that like that shot in the finale when Sam is above the drunk driver who killed Dell. Oh, yeah. And why they have that shot. But I don't, I can't for the life of me decipher why this is like this.
1: Yeah. Um, I think they were like, new season, let's get a little quirky. Yeah. And they definitely did that several times this episode with some editing choices. Yeah. From here on out. I've noticed till the till the end of season six, they make some creative choices, especially in season six. Oh, see, oh Lord, I can't wait to get there. and <laughs> Discuss that. I know.
0: Mm. Huh. My next note is why is Addison wearing a red sweater set to an unveiling? But then I realized that it was because they were all on their way to work. So I guess it makes a little bit more sense.
1: Yeah, there wasn't going to be like an outfit change before going to work. Yeah, I
0: could tell. That they, choice. Yeah, I could tell that they were like, "We're going to cancel our eight a.m.s and our nine a.m.s. So we're going to go have a moment for Dell, and then we'll come to work."
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, I definitely wrote a little note about. Uh, I know that Amelia is short, but why does she have to wear heels on the grass?
0: I know. I was like, she's going to get stuck there. <laughs> like, I was at an event last night and it was all on grass. And of course I wore oh. flats because my feet are perpetually broken, but there was a, a woman wearing stilettos. And I was like, you knew that this was going to be on grass. It was for a school. It's like, you know, that this is on the, on the field. Why are you wearing stilettos? You're going to get sunk into the ground. Yeah. You're going to aerate the field.
1: Honestly, I think all of the, all of the women were in some sort of heels and I'll always make notes of Amelia's outfits because yeah. that's my girly. I'm taking a page out of your book. I took a lot of outfit notes this episode. I know, right? Sam style really had a had a little impact on me. It that's that's your influence. Inspiring a lot. All the women are always wearing heels on the show, and they're never like a sassy sandal wedge, yeah. which you would expect. That's Santa Monica from this like 2000s in California. They're always like stilettos and like
0: the like stick thin heels. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, your ankles, girls, like, oh, my God. I really don't like heels. I like don't even like them in pictures because I feel like when you wear them, you expect to look like a gigantic supermodel, like towering over everybody. And then you see it in a picture and it looks like you're wearing like a half inch heel when it's really so uncomfortable and you're like my feet feel like they're gonna fall off why don't I look like like for this like where's the desired effect that I wanted
1: yeah yeah when I usually wear heels I tend to like like the higher heels because they're easier to walk in I don't know if that's just like my dance background but like I used to do point for a couple years so maybe that's like what that is maybe but I usually wear like four inch heels and I'm five eight so I'm like six feet tall then Mm. and I always have a weird complex about being really, really tall so I'm like, maybe I shouldn't do that. I haven't worn like a proper heel like that in a really
0: long time, though. No, That's, yeah. I don't mess with all that. Yeah, I'm not in, I'm not into it. Uh, Violet is the queen of spewing information at the wrong time.
1: Yeah, um, I I cringed like so bad because I was like, everybody's like trying to have a moment for Dell, who's literally dead. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: he's, and then we're not going to mention him again. Yeah. No. What? I got so angry. And I remember that this happened, but I got angry all over again.
1: I mean, he does get kind of mentioned again, but But I'm not sure. But not in this episode. Um,
0: Yeah, no. No, no, not in this
1: episode. Oh, no. I thought you meant in the future. I was like,
0: no, no, no. I mean, this episode. This episode, yeah. He's just done with. Yeah. Like the episode after Derek dies, everybody is distraught. And mourning and
1: violently grieving and everything. But Del is Yelling like, at the cafeteria. Dell is like, you know, freshly dead and buried. And they're like, all oh, right. Oh, well. Like, it's, it's the Wendy Williams.
0: Oh, she passed away. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that moment. Even if we got like a moment of at least one of them in their office being like, like they did a couple seasons ago when he didn't do the things that he was doing around the office and they realized that there was garbage everywhere and that it was too cold and that things weren't yeah. done even if they were like oh my takeout is still here oh Dell used to do that something
1: i just some a little reference to him and the fact that he's not there anymore and that's that's a massive hole in their lives like yeah. that's something that they all really cared about a lot but whatever i yeah. digress
0: yeah I'm glad that in the last episode they mentioned that Betsy was going with her aunt in Portland so that we don't have to worry about where she is now. Glad that they didn't leave that little plot thread just open because otherwise I'd be like, where is the child? Yep. I really want to know how much time has passed because in my experience, unveilings are 11 months after the funeral or like almost a whole year after the funeral. Yeah, I don't know how much
1: time has... Because Maya is... It doesn't
0: seem like it's been a lot of time. No, I kept thinking about this throughout the whole episode. Maya's still on bed rest. Olivia is still really tiny. Olivia's very tiny. So... And, like, I don't know. I... I feel like they had to get, like,
1: a rush order on, like, that headstone or something. Because, like, yeah. how did they get that done so quick?
0: Yeah. And that does not happen. But at the same time, we've had time for Violet and Pete to be like, oh, yeah, let's please get married.
1: So then there's been enough time for, like, let's say a funeral, which those usually happen pretty soon yeah. after someone dies. Makes sense.
0: Although and in then- this case, it wouldn't have been as quickly as it maybe could or should have been because his body would have had to be kept for evidence.
1: That's true. Didn't even think about that, but hmm, I mean, so one of my friends shout out Maddie uh, and I always talk about um, the timeline in Chandeland and how it just simply doesn't exist. It doesn't. Because especially in Greys and especially in the more recent seasons of Greys, time does simply not exist. Yeah. the, The logic and passage of time, there's, Mm-mm. None of it makes any sense. I mean, the first so, three seasons you know of Grace is one chandelier. year. Magic.
0: Yeah. Okay. Magic. Yeah. Some sort of chandelier magic. Yeah. On to do you have any more first notes before we move on to Ryan Mason? Um, let me double check
1: about this like opening moment. Um, I forgot about like just uh, Amelia pulling out a cigarette like that. I like gasped a little <laughs> bit, like involuntarily, because I was like, "Oh no." But then I remembered we were in private practice, and I was like, okay.
0: I think there's a lot
1: of growth still to happen. A lot,
0: yes. I feel like that was there simply to tell us what happened to Derek and to oh, connect the oh, two it things. It
1: absolutely was, just to, like, kind of show us where we were in reference to where they were in Graves. Yeah. Which I love that they're, like, emphasizing the connection between the universes in that way. Mm-hmm. But I just – and Amelia being so frank and so, like – Straightforward and blunt sometimes is like my absolute favorite thing because I can be the same way. Yeah. So like relating a little bit too hard once again.
0: (laughs) Good. Okay. Ryan Mason. My first note for Ryan Mason is that the the lighting in that treatment room is vibes as you would say. Yeah. I've never seen a hospital with anything but a bright white yellow fluorescent light, especially in a treatment room.
1: Especially, like, the fluorescence that, like, they kind of, like, flicker just, like, yeah. the tiniest little bit mm-hmm. so that you get, like, a really bad, like, vision headache. Yeah, they make you That's turn green kind blue. of blue. Like, the ones that they have in, like, all public schools across America. Yeah. Like, those types of lights, the ones that give you headaches for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was, like, okay, why are we, like, having some, like, mood lighting? Like, where is this? Okay. I mean, California. I guess they got some some crazy budget over there at St. Ambrose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to tag St. Ambrose on in our Instagram posts, but nobody has made it a location. Oh, they absolutely should. I well, know. I mean, I missed on Instagram. This was like
1: years ago. You used to be able to like write whatever you wanted in yeah. the location. I used to like put song lyrics in there. I was like edgy. I don't know. <laughs> the MySpace of
0: your time. That was cringe. That was very cringe. But- <laughs> I was also like thirteen, so like like That's, That's fine. I didn't have Instagram when I was thirteen. I'm aging myself. I'll stop. <laughs> Ryan is a piece of work.
1: Oh yeah, I oh I I wrote Ryan certainly is not the best brother, which very mean much means he's hmm,
0: mm-hmm. he's something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then, as we talked about a little bit before, I did some deep dive research on what he was in. Everything, spoiler alert, everything. He was in NYPD Blue, Mrs. America, Agent Carter, which is one of my favorite ones. I love Agent Carter. Yep. Desperate Housewives, and Grays, obviously, because obviously he's in Grays. And he was Callie's lawyer. Yes, this is yes. Callie's lawyer in that lawsuit with the athlete. So, Curry mm-hmm. Graham, let's go. Amazing. All right, King. Yes. Go ahead. Secure the paychecks. Yes, please. Do you have anything else for Ryan? I mean,
1: I I definitely wrote about the, like, attempted, uh, like, redemption arc by the end. It was, like, very much like a trying to cover himself kind of thing. But it's, like, this does not make up for the fact that you just, like, essentially sent your brother away because you didn't want to deal with him because you were kind of more selfish on, like, building your business And you felt like wronged as a child. And I'm like, you definitely needed a therapist like (laughs) a really long time ago to talk through this. (laughs) Because there's some deep seated like familial trauma and perceived mistreatment that like probably wasn't actually there. But it's fine. Definitely some resentment towards his disabled brother who literally cannot help it. Like he's disabled. That's who he is. And he's just like, oh, well, he got more attention from my parents, which
0: that's not fair. It's like, okay. The, the fact that now that he's older and he can't see the meaning or the reason behind that. Yeah. I'm like. It's one thing okay. at like three years old to be like, why is he getting more attention? Or yeah. Like, 12, like, but...
1: like if he got like an extra toy or something, I'd be like, okay, like, I get it. You're like a child. But when you are a grown, grown man. Like, you are a tax-paying citizen. <laughs> like, although who knows, Prattin, There might be some fraud going on there. I'd, I'd have the IRS look into that. But I don't know. He's just not a good person. Um, and they definitely did that like attempted like shondaland sappy moment where they're like, we make you feel things. Let's make you tear up a little bit because of this family moment. But I was just sat there like, okay, am I supposed to feel something right now? Because I don't.
0: No, and then. And then I, I just, you could tell that he was going back on his word also. So. Oh, absolutely. He still kind of sucks. He still sucks. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not a good guy. Mm-hmm. My last note for Ryan is that I'm surprised that Sam is giving team give kidney and Charlotte is the opposite. And do you think that has something to do with what's going on with Maya and her not being what he thinks supported enough by Dink?
1: that could be there seems to be a lot of projection happening in this episode by Mm -hmm. many parties to their many different situations that's an interesting angle that i didn't even i didn't even think about
0: yeah it's the only one that i could think about and i was like why is this i feel like i'm always
1: on the opposite side of sam so i mean there there's that yeah i don't know
0: yep on to kendra walker dave walker max walker and sharon
1: Ah, uh, yes. What a heartbreaking situation. Yeah. Just, wow. I remember this plotline, but like, I also didn't quite
0: remember like bits of it, but like, wow. Oh my God, no, I remember the whole thing, but I didn't really remember it being her. I distinctly
1: remember it being her. I didn't remember the part about Sharon and. Uh, oh, that I wrote snag. it down. The line where she said, "Like I lost a child too, the same way," and I was just out there like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah. ooh, that complicates everything."
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and dear listeners, the her that we are speaking of is Katie Lowes, who plays Clinton yes. Scandal and is now a beautiful Broadway baby. So
1: true. So true. Love her. Yes, she was great in this. Mm-hmm. I. Her facial acting in this 24-7, like I was there with her the entire time. Very believable journey. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes.
0: Yes. And she just didn't speak at all and then she spoke a lot.
1: Yeah. Her oh her moment with Addison. Oh my god. So I good. wow. I loved that. That was yeah. really good. I don't really have like a ton of like really specific notes because like a lot of the whole situation feels very like self-explanatory straightforward yeah I kind of have more like notes on like the Addison aspect of it and how like she kind of complicates it because like I feel like that's the more interesting aspect of it and how she's like not on their side but she is absolutely projecting her own stuff onto them and it's interfering in her ability to give like the best care possible to these people
0: yeah I only have a few notes for them but my first one is when Sheldon says to Addison I've spent enough time in elevators with you to know that this is about more than just the walkers
1: yeah which is what you were saying exactly yeah there was a lot of interesting moments in in interactions with Addison when (laughs) it's not funny, but it's definitely funny when Addison was just sitting there and Pete was like, "You look upset," and she was like, "Dead babies." That's why. Yes, I, like, I was like, "That's not funny," but it's really funny.
0: Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then in my first note for Pete and Violet's wedding that they'll get to is <laughs> when she says, "I'd rather talk about dead babies," but she's not being ironic about that.
1: No, she absolutely was not. And oh god, that and another total side note of that Pete and Addison conversation when he says. I don't want this to sound patronizing. Oh my God. I was like, okay, then shut your mouth. Like, don't say anything. It's like when people, when people are like, no offense, but. If you have to preface it with, I don't mean to sound patronizing. It means you're about to say something patronizing. Like Pete actually, maybe shut up for like two seconds. (laughs) I mm, didn't (sighs) love that.
0: No. And then later when he is trying to make Violet feel better, and I guess it works, but he says, you know, all you need to know about me which leads us to believe that there are things that he is not saying that are maybe important. Wink, wink. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot. Didn't. Hmm. Interesting. I'm never the biggest Pete fan, but that's, you know, my personal opinion. Yeah. Back to the, the Walker situation. This is definitely tied to it was uh, Sheldon's then conversation with Addison which I loved, I loved that moment when he absolutely just like read her entire situation Mm -hmm. and was like, girl, you're definitely like projecting your situation with Sam and Pete and all of this onto them. And like, that's not great. And I wish I would have written some quotes from it down, but he just said it in the most like eloquent, but yet therapist-y, but also friend way possible. And I loved it. absolutely loved it. I, what a king.
0: I would agree. I would agree. Team Sheldon at all times.
1: And I loved his moment with, like, the walkers themselves. I don't know. I just, like, I feel like he was asking the right questions, but also giving them, like, the right space to speak and not, like, prodding, you know, I mean, he's obviously had the right schooling to become a licensed um, practitioner, but... Still, it was just, like, it was something that you would definitely see in, like, one of the classes I'm taking as, like, an example of, like, a good way of getting clients to kind of, like, tell you about their situation in a way that's not, like, invasive. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we got to, uh, I really hope that I'm back on an episode where Violet gets to be a practitioner because I always have a lot of thoughts
0: about yes. her. Sometimes
1: good, sometimes bad. Yeah. But. I'm sure you will. I, Yeah. I will, I will, I'll say some things mm-hmm. because she's a very interesting character.
0: <laughs> we don't get a ton for this episode, but we also kind of do. So yeah, mm-hmm. not a lot of her professionally, more personally. Oh,
1: only personally. Yeah. That's it. What a time. But I don't have much more for the Walkers. So. Yeah.
0: My last note for the Walkers is this really, really beautiful quote that Kendra says. She says, I have all this love to give and nowhere to put it. Please just say you believe in second chances.
1: Oh, I loved that. I loved that, which entirely tangential, but it reminded me of a quote from Fleabag season two mm-hmm. um, in which uh, there's a quote that says like, all this the, this love I have for her, like where am I supposed to put it? Yeah. And another character says like, I'll take it. It sounds lovely. <laughs> like, But that's like more of like being a friend, but it's like you have all this love for something and you just, you don't know where to put it like after a loss. And I was like, oh my God a moment feel that hard that. so true on
0: mm-hmm. um, well do you have anything for patience before we go to pete and violet's wedding i don't
1: think so because it was really only the masons and then like the walkers yeah. and sharon in terms of patience so no i don't really have anything i mean the storylines this episode really like, pretty straightforward
0: mm-hmm and you didn't really get like a ton of them, so it yeah, was, like, yeah. It looks like a lot, but really, it's not.
1: It was more of like the personal relationships between people. This episode, yeah. I found.
0: Mm-hmm. On to Violet and Pete's wedding. Yay! I guess. Yeah, my first note is uh, at the beginning when Charlotte and Cooper are Charlotte and Coopering or Shark Coopering, as we like to say on the pod. Even though I know it's what do you say it is, Sharker? I say it's charcoop Sharkoop. That's what I say. Yeah. Oh, uh, because because I started saying sharper. Yeah, and then, I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, you and a few of our listeners were like, "No, it's sharkoop." So we changed it to sharkoopery, and that's what mm-hmm. it will be. Our shark. Mm-hmm. Our Um, I have been in a situation where a friend's significant other gets mad because of my friendship with their significant other, and them being like, "I'm supposed to be your person. I'm supposed to like, oh, I'm a mama." And it's infuriating. Like, I feel like that, like, that is not, y- you need to have more than one relationship in your life.
1: Exactly. It's really interesting because I totally see, like, both sides yeah. of that, of, yeah. like, wanting to, like, have another person. But then I understand why Charlotte is, like, kind of frustrated by that because it's it's constant. And Cooper is not quiet about it, too. Oh, and, no. like, the way that he talks about Violet sometimes is that, like, he's a better friend that she's like a better friend than like Charlotte like would ever be to him. And sometimes it just seems, it's kind of condescending sometimes towards Charlotte. And it's like, bestie boo, I don't know what you're doing, but at a, hmm, I have a lot of feelings.
0: Yeah, another level on top of that is that Charlotte and Violet are good friends. So if it was someone that Charlotte didn't know at all or didn't like, I could see that, but they're good friends separately.
1: I don't know how good of friends I would say that they are at this point, though.
0: Well, but they live together, and they—that's true. They would always have the martini nights. But I
1: feel like they have enough time apart to where it's like, I don't know. Interesting. I guess I also have not watched this in a while.
0: Yeah, so that's it's, been, okay. a it's um, been a minute. It's been a minute. What it says: Why can't Charlotte see it's okay that? Sh- why, oh, why can't Charlotte see that it's okay that Cooper loves Violet and wants to stay close with her? That's basically just what I've been saying.
1: Yeah, I think it's also possibly because at one point, like, Cooper may have had some feelings for Violet. So then Charlotte goes into her, like, very protective, yeah. very jealous kind of mode of, like, is there... I mean, obviously there isn't something else happening, but, like, it's somewhat instinctual because sometimes Cooper is a little bit of a player really and yeah right you would never never mm-hmm. guess that but I don't know I feel like it's like he has changed a lot since that you know that time in his life mm-hmm. he's become a lot more committed and more inclined to being monogamous um but you know what I mean yeah yeah it's, it's difficult it's yeah. interesting I'm also just very much in the Charlotte King defense squad 24-7. Yeah. So I normally do norma- anything.
0: I normally am. I think I that this – I anything in my power to defend her. This situation specifically, I think I've just seen in real life so many times that I'm like, okay. Okay, friends.
1: I did clock her this episode, though, because uh, th- some terminology that she used to refer towards Kevin – Oh, my God, um, Yeah some some words were used and I was like oh god that's not you should not be saying those no, things not appropriate um, so in any way
0: um any way shape or form no
1: that's not is not correct no so, did not love
0: that what's hilarious for me not for, not regarding the terminology at all but what's hilarious for me is like when characters say things that I'm agree that I agree with I'm like yeah totally I love them so much but when they say things that I find offensive or disagreeable I'm like oh that was the writers it wasn't them
1: (laughs) I mean yeah I mean because they aren't real people yes they are (laughs) they're so real those writers are living and breathing people who decided to write those words and have an actor say them I was
0: like when you hmm." when you think of it that way fine Yeah, right. But it's funny how I have that duality of like, when it's good, it's them. When it's bad, it's the writers. It's
1: the writers.
0: (laughs) That's so fair. Yep. I don't think that I would go To Cooper for fashion advice?
1: No, I would not. Uh, I don't know why Violet thought that was a good idea. No. I was
0: like, do you? Mm. Like, you have Addison and Naomi at your disposal and Charlotte. We're literally right there. Literally right there. Although, but, what Charlotte wears to the wedding, I don't know if I would.
1: Didn't love that. I loved a lot of her other outfits this episode, oh, though. Yeah. Her
0: hair, makeup,
1: everything. She looked stunning. I do have the fattest crush on her, I will say. But
0: looked fabulous. But that wedding dress, mm. no, we were in the prime. Um, pattern mixing in this fall yeah. of 2010 so I, I get it but I see the vision but the execution was just not not it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm now mid wedding and I love Cooper offering to run away with Violet I, it reminded me very much of in later Grays Meredith offering to run away with uh, Amelia
1: yeah what a time was
0: that Meredith yeah it had to be
1: wait i'm sorry what are we referencing again my brain the owen marriage oh yeah no no, that was amelia yeah um and they like go to like the equivalent of a 7-eleven like slushies or whatever i mean sly that was a moment and her it was the, it was sisters it was the sisters it was married with amelia and maggie
0: yeah as they would as they should pete taking Violet's hands like not saying anything and just holding her hands Maybe like Pete again, more than I had before when he was like, you know what you need to know about me.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm not the biggest Pete fan. That was like, that was cute. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really feel anything when it comes to them. I'm like, okay. That's fair.
0: I I do, but that's, I don't know why. I mean,
1: as time goes on at this point in time in the, in the series, I'm not feeling a ton for them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When things go on. Yeah okay Mm -hmm. you you get it
0: because now I feel like people are residually feeling for Addison also
1: yeah oh for sure yeah and I'm very much on Addison's side
0: yeah I like the choice that they made of not of like the whole episode having it seem like something really awkward happened with Sam and Addison and then at the end you see that they're together they're fine so I like that they held that for us to- like,
1: suspense. Yeah. And I was like,
0: oh, cute. To sit in um, the uncomfortability and then at the end being like, okay, she's happy. Hello, JK. Yeah. I love the back of Violet's wedding dress. I thought that was really cute. The front was fine. The gloves, I fine. didn't really get. It wasn't
1: like egregiously terrible. So I'm like, it's fine. It's better so than the bow in the really front. I really liked the back. Yeah, the, it was beautiful. It's gorgeous. And
0: my last note for this wedding is I love a small wedding.
1: I've only ever been to one wedding in my life, but it wasn't huge. Yeah. Oh my God, I go to so many. I have three just this year. It was just ring by spring season at my university, so everybody just got engaged. Wow. That didn't happen at my uh, liberal arts college. Yeah. Religiously affiliated institutions are fun. Yeah. Because everybody getting... I'm like... Mom, people are getting engaged.
0: Like, come <laughs> pick me up. I'm scared.
1: <laughs> yeah, no,
0: seriously. I was like, oh, God. Do you have anything more for any of our things before we go to miscellaneous? <sighs>
1: of anything that we've touched on so far? No, I feel like I have a lot of um Yes, please. Miscellaneous, I yeah. only
0: have a few, so um, take it away.
1: Yeah, so... I have some Amelia notes, always. Yes,
0: I, um, I have – oh, this is one of my two. I'll just start with it because I feel yeah, like no, I Yeah, no, share. It. Please share your Amelia notes. The little bounce in Amelia's step when she's talking to Sheldon please, was so the, cute. She's, on the
1: planet. she's literally so adorable. She was, like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it was
0: so, so sweet. And I think please. she she does such a good job of personifying that she is younger than these people. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: She also just has the cutest smile on the planet. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so obsessed. I'm so obsessed. (sighs)
0: Um, And then my only other miscellaneous note is what we've talked about before, but I am really annoyed that we only talk about Dell for a minute at the top of the episode. Yeah. And it doesn't follow through with the grieving. And I wish we could have seen that. And I know we talked about it before, but I just wanted to harp on it for another second.
1: So true. I agree. Yes. Um, so my miscellaneous notes, uh, I'll start with the Amelia ones because okay. I'll just kind of keep them organized. Uh, Oh, I wrote, Oh, an iconic Amelia outfit, the serve. Um, it's that, uh, when she was talking tea. to children, yeah, the graphic tee with like the low rise pants. I was like, this is so 2000s, yeah. the epitome of 2000s, but in her hoops, I, Amelia wearing hoop earrings, and, like, big hoop earrings is, like, the most personal thing to me on the planet. Um, <laughs> it's so personal to me. Uh, with her long hair, every, uh, I love it so much. But it's very, so reminiscent of just, like, private practice Amelia. Like, when I think of, like, what she looked like on private practice, that's, like, what I think of. Yes. It's, like, her crazy high heels and just, like, low-rise everything. And I was, like, this is this
0: everything. They had this girl in crop tops and low-rise for, like, years. I think of all of the black she wears later in the season. That's what I think She of. really does. And like yeah, the eyeliner. There's
1: a, there's a deep contrast when, you know, things change. Yeah. But it's very fun. Um, what else did I write? Oh, so I wrote back on my I hate Derek Shepard train. <laughs> um, so it's when she's like talking to Addison about like how she's been like trying to contact him like so actively. And he's just like he's not contacting her back, like ghosting her. But he's contacted Addison. I know. um, To, like, let her know that, like, he's okay or whatever. First, that's icky. Mm -hmm. Um, And it connects to... Narcissism? Her first episode. Well, yeah, he's such a narcissist. And I really... And, like, he just... All she wants to know is that, like, he's okay. And he refuses. And I'm like, that's just... That's a terrible way to treat your sibling. Even if she's somehow wronged you in the past, which, like... She really hasn't, but like, whatever. Like, she had her own. And she has. It. It's
0: been being young. Yeah,
1: being young. But yeah, I hate Derek Shepherd a lot. He's just kind of a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody just loves to romanticize the crap out of him. So whatever. That's. I don't see the appeal, but that's just me. Yeah, that I, is just I, me. I see
0: the hair and the eyes, but I don't see the personality appeal.
1: I don't get it. I'm like, okay, well, all right. Um. <laughs> uh I wrote a little bit about this whole like dink subplot yeah that was an interesting little throughline this episode it's funny to
0: me how yeah Naomi forever was like I don't want any part of it and now she's like you will not come near yeah
1: that was interesting and that she just goes very mama bear Mm -hmm. um but then i it was the first moment when like dink visits sam in his office they do like a weird like camera angle and like a blur and he's like have a seat dink like very honestly i'm like "Ooh, it was very like oh you're in trouble yeah but then like Dink just like leaves or whatever he's like a kid yeah like i think sam kind of had to realize that but then also that like very much like boys will be boys very much guys being dudes basketball game that they played oh my god i loved
0: that when they were hitting each other over
1: very funny i was like they're just like playing chicken with each other <laughs> and trying to like he was just trying to teach dink to like stand up for himself and be a more present father i yeah. guess and my last note for him was okay dink step up to the plate yes like he did he showed up he was like go get ready for the wedding yeah. it's fine i'll take care of it and then like naomi and sam have that moment where like she like looks at him and she's like like, it was a moment. I kind of loved that. I don't always love Naomi, but I kind of loved that. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was great. I always love Adra. Um, do I have anything else? I'm just double checking through all my notes. Oh, I literally wrote, uh, my last note for Addison was not Addison Again, imagine how tired we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an Addis fan, but
0: that's, that's personal. That's fair. I, again, I like... Addison with Mark and anything else is secondary for me (laughs)
1: interesting yeah interesting yeah I'm not an Addison fan but that's fine I'm not I'm not saying anything yeah (laughs) oh my final final note was in terms of the editing choices again was that like thing where they did like sliding through like the different scenes till it finally got to like Addison and Sam's like final thing and like it just did it was like a weird camera I was like they're making more editing I'm taking notes of like the editing and stylistic choices that they make that are very weird that felt on par with like the intro but it was still weird I was like okay what are we
0: doing yeah it did it didn't make it didn't make a lot of sense to me creatively but I'm sure there was a reason that I just am not privy to yeah
1: I don't know it felt very 2000s so they definitely did that but That was weird. But they hadn't done it before. Yeah. They just, season four starts, and they're
0: like, we're we're getting a little silly and goofy over here. Yeah. Okay, so Sam's style. I did two in a row for Violet, so as much as I love the back of that wedding dress, I'm giving it to Addison for her sherbet orange strapless dress. There's a little yes. bit of, yeah, metallic beading, like, on with the With her, like, side. auburny red hair. Yeah. It was a moment. It just looks really good. Um, Big fan. It looked big good fan. with the tan. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. I really liked what I saw of Naomi's wedding dress. It had, like, a button down with a collar. It was, like, a lavender a bluebell type color. But I didn't Absolutely. see enough of it to make it a spotlight. But I liked what yeah. I saw of it. And I wish I saw more. Yeah.
1: Because I feel like that could have been it, but she didn't get the screen time.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us about our guest star spotlight? Yeah. So I feel like
1: um, people probably know who it is by this point. But our cute little guest star spotlight is for Ms. Katie Lowe. I know. So exciting. So I did a cute little uh, Google search just to learn more. I, I felt like I already knew what I was going to say, but. Um, she was born September 22nd, 1982, Queens, New York. So she's a New York gal through and through. Um, she most famously played Quinn Perkins on Scandal, um, which I embarrassingly have not seen Scandal, but that's my shame for another day. <laughs> uh, um, but some other appearances, I chose some like cute little fun ones. Uh, she was on like an episode of Leverage, which people might have seen. I haven't, but um, one that I found was fun, and then I remembered, uh, she was on a single episode of a show called Ghost Whisperer. Yes! I loved Unferno Hewitt, so I watched that show for her, and man, what a, what a time. She was on an episode of that. She's voiced in things like Wreck-It Ralph and Big Hero 6, which are some some fun ones. And then recently she was in Inventing Anna, which I have not seen, but... Uh I've seen clips from, so that's I think that's all I need. But that's I think also within like the Shondaland universe, if I'm not it mistaken.
0: Is. I, I think, yeah. Well, I mean it's based on a true story, but Shondaland is but Shonda producer.
1: produced, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. But I put that in there because that's recent. Um, and then she is married to fellow actor and director Adam Shapiro, and they have uh one child together, which is cute. And they're also both Broadway babies, mm-hmm. so they were Waitress the musical, which is my favorite musical. So oh, yeah. I had to mention that oh, because that is my absolute favorite musical. So oh, good, so cute. Love. I, feel like I should have asked
0: that at the top in our little getting to know you episode, but I'm glad that um, we know it now.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. So uh, any like living for Audra moments, I will absolutely be living for because I am a Broadway
0: enthusiast. Yay. So. Oh, good. So true. Okay, so our trivia. Thank you for sharing that. Our trivia. This episode scored nine point zero two million viewers, a little bit higher than we have been getting, which is great.
1: When you cross the nine threshold, that's always impressive to me. Mm -hmm.
0: And as you just said, this episode features a guest appearance by Katie Lowes, who would become part of the Shonda Rhimes show Scandal, in which Katie portrays Quinn Perkins. Love. And as we've talked about, um, this episode references Grey's Anatomy episode Sanctuary where Amelia says she started smoking after her brother got shot in the chest so fun traumatizing I those mm, I can't
1: watch those episodes I I have tried I can't I can't do it
0: no we not strong enough no we live it every day why do we need to watch it
1: Chandra Wilson's acting destroys me
0: literally every single time My love for Mandy Moore knows no bounds, so.
1: Oh, my God. It's so true. So true. Mm
0: -hmm. Mary. uh. I know. So we would normally have Melissa's musings here, but since Mario knows what's going on. There's nothing for me to muse about. Nothing for you to muse about.
1: I'm very much trying to keep my mouth shut, trying not to spoil things. Trying to hold my tongue a little bit. <laughs>
0: yeah, we love it. We love it. We love it. And now we're on to ratings and MVPs. So I have my MVP, and I will pull a rating from out of a hat somewhere, I guess.
1: Yes, because I still need to – I'm between two people on my MVP, so I'm going to need to hear your input first, sure. and maybe I'll make my decision. Um,
0: So I chose Dink for stepping up, which I know okay. is like a wild choice, but I feel like – I haven't chose him yet, and I don't know if I'm gonna choose him in the future. So that's
1: entirely fair.
0: Yeah. So just like how I gave Bailey my MVP when she was on because it was my only chance, I <laughs> figured I'd give it to Sean Stephen Ford Dink for stepping up. I, I love Considered that. giving it to Kendra Walker for giving her husband a second chance, um, but I I stayed with our friend Mr. Fillmore Dink.
1: Fillmore Dink. So true. Yes. I can't not laugh every single time uh, I say his name because Dink is just, it's ridiculous. It is. But it's my favorite thing. It is. Um, it's comedy. Private practice is secretly a comedy. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with Sheldon. Okay. Um, I like that he was just kind of like a present voice of reason for some people mm-hmm. in this episode. Like he was just there and he really talked some sense into Addison and finally gave her, like, that, like, she needs to separate her situation from what's happening with uh, Kendra and everybody, and that she needs to, like, think logically for, yeah. like, a minute and not be so in her head about anything that's happening with Sam. Yeah. She just needs to... And I just... He's good at his job, and I love that he gave himself a pat on the back for that. Yes. Because he does deserve it. So, my boy Sheldon...
0: I love that. Thank you. Okay, (laughs) rating. I like the projection idea that you said about like...
1: I just came up with another one. So if you want to take that, you totally can. Because I just
0: came up with another idea. Say yours and I'm going to keep thinking on it while you speak. Okay.
1: So I think my rating for the episode is... Everybody needs a therapist mm-hmm. on the beach. Oh yeah. Because um, people are really going through a lot of stuff right now. And because they're all taking it out on each other, maybe not consciously, but everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you need a third party here to talk through your issues with and be able to bounce it off and not other people in the office, please <laughs> for the love of God, <laughs> stop taking your issues to each other. Cause this is how things get worse on the show 24-7 is that the only people that they talk to, they're like, I'm talking to a therapist. And I'm like, not your friend who's a therapist because that's worse. Yep. You do see how that's worse, right? Yep. Like, it. Mm, they need other people to talk to that do not work there. Please, <laughs> please, please. Oh my God. I mean, the show wouldn't exist if it did, but... It's
0: <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm still like scrambling for... I, I usually... It usually just comes to me. Hmm. I'm gonna go with a projection on the beach, like a projected movie night. Okay, love. We're projecting our issues onto other things. So true, everyone. There's going to be some strife over which movie is chosen. Always. There's going to be complaining because somebody's going to think it's too hot. Somebody think it's too buggy. Somebody's going to think it's too cold. Somebody's going to worry about the rain. So a projected movie night on the beach. I love that. Thank you.
1: I think that that's a good time. Yeah. I think that would also just be a fun thing to do.
0: Yeah.
1: A projected movie night on the beach
0: sounds like so much fun. Mm -hmm. I feel like the wind would be kind of terrible, but... I mean... Hearing might also be an issue. It would be good if it was, like, a silent disco where everybody had their own... Oh, yeah, and if the waves were, like,
1: really crashing, too, yeah. yeah, that would
0: be terrible, but if everybody has, like, Bluetooth, like... Headphones. Headphones or whatever, I feel like that could be fun. Yeah, and then you don't bother neighbors with the noise.
1: That's so true. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about, like, the logistics. I have never lived near a beach in my life, so... <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm very here the for it. The only beaches I've ever really frequented are ones on lakes, so they don't really count. Yeah. Because they're not... They're not that loud, like in terms of like the ocean waves crashing. Yeah like Lake Michigan is not that loud, I promise.
0: <laughs> do you have anything else before we do our credits? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. Well thank you. Let me pull up our sketch so our friends know when they're gonna hear from you next. Oh boy. Um we will next hear from you, uh season four, episode nine. So it will be truly fun a whole new world. I love
1: that oh I love that that's I'm definitely not gonna sing uh will <laughs> <laughs> be too fun no no copyright here they're not gonna get me
0: no 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 but also um a wild section there
1: oh, oh wow. god
0: yeah that makes me really nervous oh I'm just
1: thinking. I just looked into where yeah okay yeah this will be fun yep Very, very low-key, very calm, very chill vibes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, what could go wrong?
0: No comment from me. Zero comments. (laughs) Zero comments from me.
1: We keep things discreet. Wow.
0: Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at bhabpodcast, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. And I'm a hermit, so I have
1: nothing to promote.
0: If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, plus we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash bhabpodcast. On our next episode, I'll be discussing Private Practice Season 4, Episode 2 with another amazing guest host. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our Listener Mail segment.
1: Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT. (laughs) Slay! Thank you. Slay! Of course, I'm so, (laughs) thank you for doing that because I literally do that all the time. I'm like,